Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is John Swain. Now my website is exposeofyourenemy.com Expose of Your Enemy is the name of a YouTube channel. I have a backup channel on Odyssey that you might want to sign up for in case anything happens to this channel. And I'm at John, that's J-O-N, underscore S-W-I-N-N on Twitter. I recently posted part six of the documentary series The Unauthorized History of the American Century. If you haven't checked that out, please do. You can support the project by signing up to the Patreon link in the description. Okay, I'm going to be reading now from an article from Calculist.com entitled Interview The Cork Empire's Man in Israel Who Has Unlimited Funds to Invest in Tech. Eli Groner has a history of working with controversial figures, from Benjamin Netanyahu to Charles Koch. Speaking with Eli Groner is like flipping through Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, a long and unhesitating journey that sanctifies a free market and self-realisation, opposes nearly all government intervention and vehemently defends pure libertarian capitalism and a wealthy industrialist who drive it. From that point of view, he is working for the perfect boss, Charles Koch, the ultra-conservative billionaire who, for the last 20 years, has been deeply involved in US politics, spending billions to prop up the far right in an effort to push back against any hint of regulation. The government must refrain from interfering. It should just lower taxes so the hard-working people can keep as much money as they can without it going to insufficient needs. Yeah. Sorry, it's really difficult for me not to laugh at this clown. It is somewhat of a surprising statement, considering Groner's substantial time in public service, most notably as the Director General of the Prime Minister's Office during the tumultuous years when Benjamin Netanyahu pushed through the much-opposed outline for natural gas drilling. But after leaving the post on a sour note, in 2018, Groner changed course, preferring to revolutionise the tech sector. It was clear to me, after leaving the government, I turned to tech. The values of liberty, self-actualisation and reliance on people rather than governments for solutions have found solid footing in the tech sector. Yeah, bud, that's got nothing to do with Israeli Military Unit 8200 or Mossad. Not to mention any thriving tech sector is the product of a state-funded education system. For the past two years, Groner has served as a managing director of KDT Israel, that's Coke Destructive Technologies, the innovative arm of Coke Industries, America's second largest private company that deals in everything from oil refineries to mineral water, to toilet paper, and employs 130,000 people in 70 countries. KDT is an outlier in terms of investment funds. Most investment bodies, even the biggest and strongest, have a cap on the sums that they can invest. But Chase Court, Charles' son, and Groner's direct boss has set no such limits. Not on the amount, not on the company's field of operations, 
and not on the company's stage of growth, instead instructing him to simply find the best companies and invest in them. We are the most flexible money you've ever seen in Israel or the US, Groner says proudly. We invest out of the balance sheet and seek significant disruption. The only limitations are my own capacity and that of my team. For now, the team is me and one more person, but we're recruiting a third. Since it began operating, KDT's small team has invested no less than half a billion dollars in five Israeli companies. It started with a $300 million investment in Insight Tech Limited, a developer of MRI-guided ultrasound devices, and then led four investment rounds in which made up 80% of the total money raised. KDT is currently leading its sixth investment that will make up 25 million of a total of 40 million round in a new company. KDT's Israel activities are the only ones outside of the US and its investments in Israel make up half of its investments worldwide. In fact, in two years of silent operations, which took place nearly entirely under the radar, Coke Industries invested in Israeli tech the amount that a large local venture capitalist fund invests over five years or more. It appears that for Grona, however, $500 million is just for warm-up ahead of the Coke family's major charge on the startup nation. Anyway, the article goes on a bit, but then there's this part, which is a subtitle that says, $400 million to fund a far-right shadow government. The Coke family fortune is estimated at $120 billion, making it the US's second richest family. Forbes ranked Charles Koch as the 15th richest man in America. The family members are extreme libertarians who believe in minimal taxation, minimal government aid to the needy, and minimal regulation. The family empire began as an oil refinery firm founded by Fred Koch in Wichita, Kansas in the 1940s, and its conservative political activism accompanied the business from the start. In the 50s, Fred Koch joined an ultra-conservative organisation. Now, it doesn't name the organisation, but it's the John Birch Society, that, among other things, accused President Dwight Eisenhower of being a communist agent. Koch idolised Benito Mussolini and published an essay stating that the coloured man looms large in the communist plan to take over America. Yeah, anybody that wants rights or wants these billionaires to pay any tax, you're part of a communist plan apparently. Two of Fred's sons, Charles and David, took over the reins of the company and transformed it into a giant conglomerate. And it talks about David passing away. Over the past 20 years, the Cokes have stood out as the driving force behind the Republican Party. They spend millions of dollars on aggressive attacks against Democratic candidates and are among those responsible for the extremist tendencies of congressional representatives that forced moderates to shift further conservative in order to hold on to their seats. The family fought rigorously against legalisation attempts by President Barack Obama and in 2012 they donated an astonishing 
$86 million to try to prevent his re-election. In 2018, they launched the Cork Network, an organisation of 500 American business people who each pay $100,000 a year to advance conservative causes. The network is considered to be one of the most influential political forces in the US, a sort of shadow government with branches across the country that has spent an, an estimated $400 million to advance its causes over the past two years. The family itself dedicated to lower its profile since Donald Trump was elected president. Charles said that choosing between him and Hillary Clinton was akin to choosing between a heart attack and cancer. <laughs> the family is not fond of a trade war Trump launched against China, nor the policy of deporting family members of illegal immigrants born in the United States. All that didn't prevent the appointment of senior Cork executives to central roles in the Trump administration nor did it curb the efforts to try to repel Obamacare. Nowadays, the family is offering support for the appointment of Conservative Judge Amy Coney Barrett to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the Supreme Court. Well, <coughs> they got the wish with that one. Groner's connection to the Cork family was mediated by Eugene Candle, who currently heads up Startup Nation Central an organisation dedicated to forming links between Israeli companies and international investors. And during Groner's time in public service was the chairman of PMO's National Economic Council, sharing a similar economic worldview. The two remained close. Candle made the connection with the Cork family and invited them to get to know the Israeli ecosystem better after they had already invested in Insitec. Uh, Startup Nation Central is the Paul Singer Investment Capital Fund. 